Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks podcast. My name is Aaron, your host of today's This Week in Sports Cards. If you've seen the last couple weeks, you'll know what this is. Every week on Instagram, we run different market reports and look at different places in the sports card market on, on Instagram and report on different releases, different cards going up in value, and basically just bring it all together and report on the past week. Uh, give insights on the trends, give my opinion on what's going on, share comments from followers. Uh, they leave a lot of great insights every week, and it's just a great way to look at the last week and what happened um, and to analyze it further. So love doing these. I'm glad to have you for another episode. Let's jump right into it. Uh, on Monday, we had the 1987 Mark McGuire Tops rookie PSA 10. There actually was a Mark McGuire card before this. It was the USA card. However, it wasn't in his athletics uniform. Uh, this is the first one in his athletics uniform. And as you guys can see, this card absolutely popped over the last, or really the last two weeks. I mean, this graph displays since 2020, but really it's over the last week or two that this card went crazy. Uh, it was been under $50 for the first four months of the year. Here comes May 5th, and then it doubles to 100, and then it doubles again to 200. And why is that? It's because on May 5th, uh, ESPN announced that there will be a, a documentary called Long Gone Summer featuring Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Uh, if you go and look up Sammy Sosa cards, it's similar trend as to Mark McGuire, meaning just a ridiculous spike. Uh, really kind of confusing for myself to just see that a documentary gets released of some steroid users and then their cards go up like crazy in price. And it's not like that these are necessarily rare. Uh, the card in itself, uh, it's right during the the junk wax era time. There's a ton, millions of these uh, tops Mark McGuire's out there. So it, it's a little confusing. However, if you look at the PSA numbers, there's only 1,056 PSA 10s out there. Uh, at the time I made the, I made this post, there was only like three available on eBay. So clearly there was a shortage of the PSA 10. Uh, that's out of 10,000 total graded PSA cards of Mark McGuire in 87. So it's around a tenth of the cards out there are PSA 10s. Um, but personally, the way I look at it is that people weren't grading these things because they weren't, it wasn't worth more than $30 as a PSA 10. Uh, of course, if it was worth 200 this whole time as a PSA 10, there would be a lot more PSA 10s out there. So maybe people start to submit these things if they look really good. Maybe they don't because this is going to die down. Uh, it seems kind of like a flash in the pan. It's not really like the Jordan thing where you know Jordan is the greatest of all time and it's bringing people into liking Jordan who didn't really you know follow Jordan that much before or stuff like that. Uh, this seems to be just a lot of maybe that same idea or ideology, but just applied to, to Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, who I think most people in general don't really like. So it's a little confusing to me, uh, but it's even jumped further. It's up to $250 now, uh, up 25% since the post on Monday. Yeah, there's a couple buy it now that sold for 250 an auction that sold for 245 so right in that range. And then we have a comment here from Hot Corner 1326 His comment reads, The only thing keeping these cards uh, like this somewhat legitimate is the fact that PSA 10s are somewhat scarce given the ridiculous number that were printed. Having a population of a little over 1,000 10s isn't horrible when you look at the other iconic cards with strong value. There are close to 5,000 Trout update PSA 10s and the value of those has been nothing but stable for years as he continues to assert himself as one of the greatest of all time. There are four to five times more Trout update PSA 10s than 87 McGuire's, and they're still selling for 15 times more. 
Say what you will about the uh, Trout updates being an outlier given their massive popularity and desirability, but McGuire, Bonds, Sosa all dominated in their era. Steroids obviously hurt their value and desirability significantly, but look at Bonds outside the dead ball era. He leads the MLB all-time in war at 162.8. Steroids are not his 87 tops PSA 10s at 150-ish a pop still right now seem like a steal. I think people are just finally realizing it. I really have no clue if this trend is sustainable, and it's pretty unsettling for us invested in the hobby. All we can do is be aware of the risk we inherit when we put our money into this market. A good comment there covering a lot of different aspects. Uh, For sure risky putting money into cards, especially when it comes to this Mark McGuire, the one that was at like you know thirty-five to fifty dollars for a long time, then jumps up to two hundred dollars. There's definitely safer places to put your money. You know, LeBron, Giannis, Trout, uh, just some examples. But I, my thoughts on this really just are, I, I wouldn't buy a Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa card. Um, the trend seems very unsustainable as you see that super big price increase. Uh, not much more to say than to I'd I'd say stay away and maybe this card goes up fifty dollars uh, over the next couple weeks next month when this thing airs on June fourteenth but other than that I don't see any reason to touch this I'm sure some, they're gonna get sent to PSA I wouldn't be surprised that this population report goes up a lot if this does stick around two hundred dollars for quite some time uh, we could even see the population report like double or triple if this does stay over two hundred dollars. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see, but I would stay away if I were you. Moving on to Tuesday, we have the Kevin Durant 2007 Topps Chrome Rookie PSA 10 uh, featured in a Supersonics jersey. For those that might have gotten into the NBA more recently, uh, he played obviously on the Thunder, then on the Warriors, now he's on the Nets. Uh, But before that, he was on the Supersonics before they moved to Oklahoma City. So that's what this card is. And over the last couple months, there hasn't been any NBA performance, of course. And for Kevin Durant, there hasn't been any performance over the last year. But this card still has gone up 175%, as you all can see. And why? It's It has to be because this thing is quite rare. Uh, there's under 1,000 PSA 10s. There's only 852 out of 1,758 total graded, which really is not that much. If you look at the 2003 Topps Chrome LeBron James PSA 10, I think that there's 1,900 PSA 10s. There's only 852 of the PSA 10s of this and under the 1,800 mark for the total graded, which is quite crazy. Uh, He was probably extremely undervalued also at the time right now with for how talented he is. Um, Of course, there's a large public perception of him and, you know, negative connotations towards him for how he left Oklahoma City when they were down 3-1 in the uh, the Western Conference Finals. Sorry, they were up 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals, blew the lead to the Warriors, and then he went and joined the Warriors right after. They went 73-9. and So that definitely has something to do with it, uh, with his values being lower for the time uh, being when he was at $600 uh, at the start of 2020, and obviously not playing as well. But considering no one's playing right now, clearly it doesn't matter, as this card has you know more than doubled uh, since the start of the new year. Which, which is crazy. And also, wanted to read this for you uh, for you guys from Hoops Prospector on Instagram. He wrote an article on Kevin Durant and his injury and how we can see maybe him coming back or what expectations are. Hoops Prospector is a physical therapist, so he has education in this, sec- uh, in this study. So the quote is from his article. A research study done in 2013 followed the remaining career of 18 NBA athletes that had ruptured their Achilles and had a surgical repair 
Out of those 18 players, seven of them never played in an NBA game again. Only eight of the players went on to play for more than two seasons after their injury, although they went on to miss an average of 55.7 games with a PER, which is player efficiency rating, reduction of 4.57. If Durant were to follow along these lines, it would equate to a fairly significant reduction in his overall performance. That's an interesting study. Of course, the sample size is not that large. Um, so can we apply this to Kevin Durant saying that this is exactly what's going to happen? Probably not, but it's really good insight uh, into what might happen coming off this injury. It's not a great injury. Uh, it, it will take him time to get going again, but you know, I, I would, I would think that Kevin Durant can, can do it and come back and be strong again. Um, very talented player, one of the best players of all time. So it makes sense why this cards went up. Um, I, I personally, I think that it's warranted. I thought it was very low for the, t- uh, for what it was at the time so it makes sense that it rebounded to this uh to share another comment now this is from this is from amandola slab investing on instagram to expect him to return to his old form would be foolish but so would assuming his achilles injury will lead him to the same result as the other 18 players too small of a sample size to judge in my opinion but if the nets are contending next year his cards will only go up yeah he pretty much i pretty much restated what he said knowing that i already knew that comment uh so I, I agree with Amandula Slab investing on this one. Uh, probably, you know, comes back and performs well. Definitely going to keep on going up. It makes sense why it went up uh, in the moment. I'm not surprised that it's up to over 1,600. Uh, there was more sales since this post on Tuesday. However, there's still 16, uh, $1,680. So that's what we got on the Kevin Durant Tops Crumb 2007 rookie. Moving on to Wednesday, we have the 2018 Optic Hollow Lamar Jackson rookie PSA 10. This card's very interesting because the popula- the population report is absolutely minuscule for this card. Uh, there are only 66 PSA 10s out there of, uh, out of a total of 121 graded, so 55%. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, there's 394 Optic Hollow rookie PSA 10s out of a total of 504 graded, which is 78%, which is a much higher gem rate. Uh, it'll be interesting to track these pop reports moving forward as uh, more Lamars get sent to PSA. Assuming because 121 is really small, I'm assuming that they didn't cut back the production 2018 from 2017. That'd be fairly odd, or they just are all in really bad condition, so people don't want to send them in. That's another possibility. But as for the card in itself, uh, coming out of February, middle of February, it was at $400, and then since then, there's only been 14 sales, which speaks to the rarity of these, and it's up to over $700 now. Uh, The last sale was $750 on May 11th, and that's an increase of 87.50% since February, middle of February. Got a comment here from Shane's Sports Cards. I recently came across the downtown SSP cards out of Downers Optic, and they are awesome. Those could be a fun investment if Optic becomes more popular slash valuable. They're going for around 50% of the Optic hollows right now, too, for the PSA 10s. And yes, they are. They're around a $400 card right now. Uh, actually, $500 was the most recent sale. Um, that's not about. That's not exactly 50%, obviously, as the Optic Hollow PSA 10 would be 1000 then. But they have trended up a bit probably since this comment, which is why he said 50%. Um, looks really cool. I have it on the screen for you guys right here to see. Very cool card. Uh, they added the velocity look to it for the, for the football release. Uh, in basketball, downtowns were released between cornerstones. 
uh, studio they had the first year, some different releases, and it was just a paper card with foil on it. It wasn't an optic card. Uh, so kind of interesting, the Panini release plan between those different sets for basketball versus just football, including an optic um, long-term outlook on the on the downtown. It's a little bit different card. It's an insert. You know, I wouldn't expect it to gain value faster than this Optic Hollow PSA 10. So if you had enough money for both, I would go and buy the Optic Hollow Rookie PSA 10 instead of the downtown. And then in terms of the Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes debate, Patrick Mahomes is obviously a superior football player, uh, quarterback, passer. Lamar Jackson is probably more exciting. Um, won the MVP last year. It's really special year. Um, but the, the, the rarity of Lamar Jackson is definitely something to be said for. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is over $2,000 or around $2,000 for a hollow PSA 10. Might not be a bad idea to go and grab this Lamar Jackson uh, for $750 compared to the Patrick Mahomes. Moving on to Thursday, we have Wander Franco 2019 Bowman Chrome Base PSA 10. Um, this was a, a little bit of a different post. Uh, the point of the post was not to show cards that have just exploded in price. It's actually the opposite. was to show cards of a player who is very hyped, uh, very demanded, but have barely went up in price since all the lockdown and the uh, MLB, NBA seasons being suspended. Um, this Wander Franco has only went up 28% since the uh, start of April. So pretty small compared to these basketball cards that are just absolutely exploding in price. Um, you look at you know Kobe, you look at LeBron, you look at KD, all those other guys, Giannis, and you're seeing massive gains. Uh, for Wander Franco, the number one prospect in baseball, it's actually the opposite, 28% gain. And I'm not going to sit here to try to say that 28% gain is nothing. It's actually to say that it is something, to say that's really solid. 28% uh, gain in a month and a half is great. Normally that 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 would be like, oh, nice, my, my investment I bought for not that much money is now up 28%. Uh, but I have a feeling that a lot of people's expectations are getting extremely high for the card market uh, with all this stuff going crazy, doubling, tripling. So really, the point of this is to say, lower your, not lower your expectations, like definitely expect something, but don't think that doubling and tripling is the norm. Um, a lot of cards are doing that, but also know that gaining 28% in two months is great and there's nothing to, you know get mad about or be upset about just stay patient and either stick with the same investing plan that you've been doing um, if that's what you believe in otherwise maybe look to to adapt and change with the market and the, and the different trends that are going on uh, multiple different ways to look at it but yeah just you know stick with what you know and then some comments here we have two actually um, the first is from mission street cards and his says for whatever reason bowman chrome doesn't have the same acceleration as tops Chrome, I made the mistake of buying hundreds of Mookie rookies a few years ago to only see modest growth, mostly from grading. If I had grabbed tops, Chrome would have seen a much greater increase. And then the next one is from Fees Cards. I'd be interested to compare the auto to the non-auto. I think with modern Bowman Chrome, so many people want the autos that the non-autos are almost an afterthought. Robert autos doubled this year, but the non-auto is still under $100 for PSA 10s. I just don't think they have a ton of upside. Even in a best-case scenario for a career, say Acuna, his Bone Chrome non-autos are only 125 to 150 And then he followed that up with, I also think if slash when a guy makes it to the majors, these get lost in the shuffle as people gravitate to flagship rookies, short prints, etc. As for a response to those comments, uh, basically, yes, they are right. 
Bowman Chrome, non-autos, the first Bowman Chrome are definitely inferior to the Tops rookies, to the Tops, sometimes Tops Chrome, sometimes Tops Chrome update, depending on what a player has, short prints, variations, uh, what have you. However, the reason why I did post this is because Wander Franco is still a prospect. He doesn't have those Tops rookies yet. If he were to do something right now as the season came back, um, I know that there were talks about expanded rosters uh, for the MLB right now. Um, with the, everything that's going on and possibly uh, exemptions for service time for prospects, if he were to come up and play crazy and people weren't looking to spend $600 on the on the autos from Bowman Chrome, this would be the place that they go. So once they get rookies and tops products, yes, these things become an afterthought. Uh, if players are to pop, these are not the first cards to go up. Just like Acuna, it's 125 to 150 which is up a lot uh, from last year, a year and a half ago. They're around $35 to $50 for a long time, but the updates are now like $250 compared to the Bowman Chrome at $125 or $225 probably for update PSA 10. Um, but yeah, the, the update rookies will definitely do better. But if they don't have any tops rookies, then this would be the one to go up in price if something were to happen. My thoughts on this is just explaining to everyone that expectations should not be doubling or tripling in value. 28% uh, over two months or a month and a half is really great. Uh, and just keep on working towards investing goals and, you know, building out different collections or different investments, uh, flipping, whatever you want to do in this hobby. Uh, it's really up to you. So there's really no way to do it perfectly or right. Uh, there's many different ways. And just want to stress that, that point that uh, expectations should not be doubling or tripling in value. So before we get into Friday's Instagram post for the market, first I want to touch on something that happened on Wednesday. It was the Panini Mosaic Dutch auction release. Uh, this released weeks ago in retail format. There's been singles on eBay for a while. But this started the Dutch auction. They start off at $1,000 on Panini. Then they go down every five minutes in value until they sell out. This product happened to sell out at $650. Uh, so quite a large sum for one box of cards. Obviously, that's a ton. Um, they are already reselling for over $1,000 on eBay, though, which is even more crazy to me that those are selling for over $1,000. And the reason behind that is because 2019 Prism First Off the Line is valued around $1,100 right now. And when that came out in Dutch, Dutch auction, that started at 300, uh, it sold out around $300. Uh, and then it, it started to get flipped on eBay around 500 after it sold out. And now it's up to around 1,000, 1,100. So if this Panini Mosaic is to follow that that trend that Pani, uh, that Prism uh, first off the line did, it would be up to over $2,000 right now. Uh, as you guys can see on the graph, the, the Prism first off the line is the one that's being displayed. That's the one that started off at $600 at the start of 2020 and then jumped up to around $1,100 right now, uh, which is which is a lot in its own right. But for Panini, uh, Panini Mosaic to already be over $1,000 and selling out at $650 is crazy. Um, to me, it, it's probably because Prism Mosaic Zion Silvers, as we sit right now, are worth $750 on eBay, and there's five silvers per box. I'm sure people are, you know, just thinking, oh, they're five silvers, that's a lot. It could be a Zion, they're $750 on eBay. The Zion Silver Mosaics are $550 on eBay. Like, this is high prices for singles from a new set. In years past, we had Prism Mosaic, which was just another variation of Prism with a similar design, just with the mosaic finish over the top. This time, Panini Mosaic's its own set. Um, it's got its own cards, it's got its own inserts, all that stuff. So it's interesting to see that. 
And right now the supply is probably a little lower on eBay because there has not been hobby released yet. There has not been first off the line released yet. There's only been that first retail wave that came out. I've heard rumors that the retail wave was cut significantly uh, because of everything that's going on with product delays. I'm not exactly sure. Those are those are all rumors. I don't want to sit here and try to you know spread a rumor and maybe it's not true. But just so you know, there are rumors out there that maybe the the release for retail was shortened. Uh, the mob product put out there but in terms of this first off the line product already over a thousand dollars still has to be shipped hobby still has to be shipped and ripped i'm sure that we'll see more singles hit ebay soon i don't know if that 750 for zion silvers is going to hold uh once that stuff starts to get open it'll be interesting to track uh we haven't really had this standalone panini mosaic uh to see long-term value so like is it a good investment to buy a mosaic zion silver I'll tell you this much, they're really good looking cards. I'm not really into the reactive blues and oranges and pinks and stuff, the pink camos, like the retail parallels, but the silvers look really nice. Uh, those are really nice looking cards. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where the value goes with these things. You know, how people start to spend their money, if they start to spend their money on these instead of optic hollows, instead of select silvers, or even instead of prism silvers, if you like the in-game action shot so much. Uh, it'll, it'll be something. I, I don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, just have to track and see and see how this product plays out long term. Had a couple comments here. And really, I want to show three comments. Uh, one's a reply to another comment. But the point of it is just to, just to show how different people's opinions can be on the same exact topic. So the first comment here is from Mount Rushmore Sports Cards. His comment reads, not a Mosaic fan. Don't own a single card from any year. It's the Prism, Prism's redhead stepchild with a down uh, chart emoji. And then underrated muscle replies, facts, they are hard to look at and take seriously. But then we have another comment here from Brian Michael underscore 23 that says, like it or not, there's demand for it. And from an investor standpoint, it'll never be cheaper than right now. So clearly there's contrasting takes here and Brian seems to be right from the demand for it. I mean, over $1,000 per box. Some people's opinion is that this stuff looks really weird. Um, I will probably agree that some of the parallels do look a little weird, and you can't really tell what's going on. But for the most part, the silvers and the silver mosaics look great. Uh, really cool in-game action shots where it's just the player. There's nothing going on around them. A really cool-looking card's design and the jaw is really awesome. And like I said, we'll just see what happens uh, long term with this stuff. You know, we'll be tracking and seeing where it's moving. Don't really want to make a call on it like, oh, man, the supply is so low. You should be buying these up because what if the rest of retail hits or first off the line and hobby start to get opened and then there's just a flood of them. Um, we don't exactly know what the production level is yet for this because this is the first year of it. We don't really have anything to compare it to because I don't think that's probably like set up similar similarly to the prison mosaic from the years past. Uh, so we just kind of have to see what's going on going forward. And then to end the episode each week, we have a question of the week. We ask five questions on Instagram during the week. Bring one to YouTube to share. And this one this week is when sports return, how do you think the sports card market will react? I ask this question because right now a lot of stuff is going up with nothing going on. There's no performance that is swaying cards to go up or down. Uh, it could be a little concerning for some people. Like if you see these random demand trends just start to shoot up on different sets or different players or it's coming out of the blue and going up in price. Um, it's interesting. And I want that to be something that you guys think about because I think it's really important because once sports comes back, 
once people start to do their normal routine that they were in the past, are all these random things going on? Are they going to die down? Are people going to start to consolidate onto athletes that are playing well specifically right now? Uh, retired players like maybe Vince Carter or Dirk Nowitzki, not to discredit what they did because they're great, but they're going up in price very fast right now. Kim Garnett, well, people start to switch that money back into active players because right now no one's playing. So, you know, you start looking deeper and you're like, holy cow, Kevin Garnett really is that much better than some guy that's playing right now. But then once they start playing, do people put that mindset back, you know, and forget about it? Uh, it's an interesting thing to think about. So the way I want to do this is I'm going to read all these comments to you. There's quite a bit. So hopefully you guys can hold tight and listen to them. I think that there's some good things here, though. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. But I think that these people uh, gave good responses and definitely put in the time. First one is from Ogo Sports Cards. I believe that the sports card market overall will continue to grow. The number of collectors slash investors will continue to rise and the value of cards will follow. The quote demand trends are occurring because there aren't any other metrics to base it off of. As each sports returns, we'll see a dip in demand trends and performance-based value will begin to take over again. However, I do think the demand trends are here to stay as a new branch of card collecting. Due to the high number of new collectors slash investors, the demand for cards of high-performing athletes will skyrocket and will be out of the price range for many collectors. The demand trends may dip below today's activity, but will still be higher than the previous years as a collector finds ways to invest within their price range. Next one is from 813 Cards. I think continue to surge, and based on one thing, the amount of heavy hitters coming into the sports car market, and no, they aren't doing this, this collection just to make money. I get calls from doctors and lawyers in the last month looking to put six figures plus in it. As those people continue to come into the market, the market will continue to rise. I agree with people's previous statements that the retired people's prices aren't sustainable unless there is an event coming up like a documentary Hall of Fame induction. I've told some people if you aren't prepared to play with a bigger bankroll, either be prepared to dabble in it less or completely get out. The 20 to 40 year old crowd will use this as their stock market. Now the older crowd is figuring out they can make money doing this in traditional investments. Watch out. Next is from Aaron Grissom. I think the trend will shift back more towards active players instead of retired players. Some people who haven't touched the ball in 20 years have their cards almost double overnight. I don't think those gains will be sustained long term. And his comment got 11 likes, so a lot of people seem to agree with him there. Next is Scove's Big Hits. Once there's this type of money put into the hobby, can't see it going down too much. Certain cards here and there might, but it's going to be, continue to rise faster in stocks, believe that. And then lastly, from Little German 78 the market will only be affected by the individual performance of the players. For example, if a player has a string of good games, their card will go up. If a player has a string of bad games, it will go down. Currently, the market is pu- being pushed by social media push and by individual installation slash boredom. In the end, it's all cardboard and accepted values. Lots of good contribution there. Where do I think the, the comments are right or wrong? I think a lot. it's a combination of all of them. Yes, performance, I think, will start to take over and be in the forefront. However, some of these things will probably stick around, like 2012 Prism being expensive, 2012 Select, 2016 Optic. Uh, very random things like Mark McGuire PSA 10s going up 800%. I sure hope that doesn't happen when there's actual performance being played. Uh, that's very silly to me. So that was a little annoying to see, but... As for the rest of them, I, I'll agree. I think that performance will start to take over. However, the, the, it's not going to dip much below, if any, of what the values were below these trends when these trends started, like 2012 Prism or 2016 Optic. 
Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing these takes on this week's market reports and different Instagram posts, including the mosaic discussion. Uh, lots going on in the sports car market like every week, even without sports going on, which is really fun and crazy. But, you know, it's it's something to do and something to track and, and we all love it. And, you know, I hope you guys too. This was This Week in Sports Cards at Slab Stocks. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm your host, Aaron, and I will see you guys next week.